of the word today. And if you're new with us, um, we like to call these our foundational scriptures. And here at The Well, in every series, we have a scripture that we kind of anchor the messages in. And this, this series is this scripture based out of Galatians. Who's excited for the word? Come on, who's excited for the word? Come on. So it's out of Galatians 2, uh, 19 through 21. It says this, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Somebody shout in me. In me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Verse 21, I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died for nothing. And before I get into the meat of this message today, I kind of want to talk about this the scripture in Galatians. Basically what's happening here is Paul is talking to Peter specifically. He's having a, a conversation with him and telling him how he should treat the church at Galatia, how he should lead the church at Galatia. And, and I want to first go and take a brief overview of this scripture. I have no, I, I no longer live. It is Christ that lives in me. And when I was reading that, I really started, started to write down these things. I no longer live is a figure of speech, meaning that I no longer have control of my thoughts, words, and deeds. I submit them. This is what I want us to hear today. We have to submit them to the will of God so that as nearly as I can determine the thoughts, words, and deeds are not the ones I would choose, but the ones Jesus would choose if he were in my shoes. So today, as we continue on in this series, on week two of a series that we're calling Keep It Dead, I want to speak to you on this subject. Control, alt, delete. Control, alt, delete. Will you pray with me just one more time? Jesus, we love you. Father, we invite you into this space right now. Father, we thank you for every single person that is in this room and watching online. Father, I pray that as I preach the words that you've given me, may they not be my words, but it may be your spirit living in me. Father, I thank you for every single person that they don't leave or they don't click off online the same way that they came in. But I pray that wisdom, revelation, and knowledge would flood their minds and their hearts in you. Father, we thank you for what you're doing in Jesus' name. And everybody shouted, amen. amen. Listen, show of hands, who would hear like, thinks a lot, like no matter what you try to do in your life, no matter what you try to, to, to slow your roll down, who in here like thinks a lot? Your mind is always constantly going, whether that's good or bad. Yes, all of us. Um, well, not all of you. Some of you guys didn't raise your hands. I don't know why you didn't raise your hands, but a lot of us are thinking a lot. And um, I remember going into, I, I actually go to counseling every single, like a week and a half or so. And um, this was about a year ago. I remember stepping foot into my, my counselor's office for the very first time. And... Um, I was just going in because I was frustrated with everything that was happening in my, in my world at that time. And I was like, I need somebody to talk to. Like, everybody's always talking to me, but I don't have anybody that I could really just hash it and lay it all out with. And so I remember going into that counseling session the very first time. And we have an hour-long segment. And um, he introduced himself, and then I introduced myself. And then he was like, okay, ready? Like, what do you want to talk about? And I just went off. Like, I'm like, my marriage is this. My, I'm a terrible father. I suck at dancing. I'm a terrible pastor. Da, 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 da. All these different things. And I just literally just word vomited all over him for 45 minutes. I kid you not. 45 minutes straight. And he's just like, I could tell that he was just like, oh, my God, what, what was happening here? So I literally was just like sharing every little thing with him. 
And I remember at the end of my counseling session, I, I literally talked for 45 minutes straight. I don't know how I did that. A lot of you guys are probably like, how did that even happen? Like, you barely talked to me. I'm sorry. Um, it's because I get it all out to my counselor. I don't have any more room to talk after that. Um, but I literally remember after I was done sharing all of that, he said this to me. And he looked me right in the eye. And he said, do you ever control your thoughts? Do you ever control your thoughts? And immediately, I stopped in my tracks. And I was like, wow, you're right. All this time, I had just been saying my thoughts, literally word vomiting all over him, just saying, I, I suck at this. This is this. I'm depressed here. I have anxiety here. I have shame here. I'm dealing with my past here. Literally, I was just hitting him over and over and over. And he stopped and said, Andrew, do you ever control your thoughts? And I'm going to need your help today. Everybody shout with me, number one. This is the first truth that I want us to anchor our minds and our hearts in is this. We have to be willing to take control over our actions. We have to be willing to take control over our actions. We're in a series that we're dealing with the flesh versus the spirit. And I believe that my message today is going to be really just practical. And that you're going to leave here and say, okay, I can take those things and I can apply them to my everyday life. So number one is this. We have to be willing to take control over our actions. Ephesians 4 22 to 24, it says this. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off the old self. This is Paul speaking. To put off the old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires. To be made new. Come on, somebody. To be made new in the attitude of your minds. And so as I was reading this scripture, those words stuck out to me. To be made new first in what? The attitude of our minds. And as I was reading that, I started like thinking about the scripture in Galatians where it says, I know no longer I who live, but it's Christ that lives in me. The life that I now live, I live according to what? The spirit. But a lot of us, we're not able to break those things down. We have to be renewed in what? The attitudes of my mind. And so that goes to tell me that every thought that I have, every struggle, every anxiety, every fear, every worry, every frustration, I have to submit to the will of God. And I literally, it comes with my mind first. And so I read, I read a brilliant article by Michael Goldstein called this, How to Control Your Thoughts. How to Control Your Thoughts. And he goes in to say this, your mind is the most powerful tool you have for creation of good in your life. But if not used correctly, can also be most destructive force in your life. And he goes on to say this, to control your thoughts means to influence the way that we live. And I went on to, to, kind, of, to kind of type out what is control, what is the synonym for control. And this word stuck out to me, authority. So what Paul is saying here to the church at Galatia, he's saying, hey, it's no longer you who live, but it is Christ living in you. And the life that you now live, you have to submit under to the will of God. And he's saying this, and he's having this conversation with Peter and saying, listen, the best thing that you could ever say, the best thing that you could ever teach anybody is how to operate and walk in the spirit. And I also read in this article that literally the human brain thinks up to 70,000 thoughts every single day. 70,000 thoughts every single day. 
And as I was reading that, it goes on to say that about 60,000 of those thoughts are unproductive. So that goes to show me that every single time that we're walking around and we're doing these things and we're doing this thing called life and we're dealing with this anxiety, we're dealing with this fear, we're dealing with this frustration and we're not really submitting it to the will of God. And a lot of those thoughts are so unproductive. Listen, I believe that we can get so much done if we get a hold of our thought life. Our thought life precedes our actions. Literally what you think about is what you act upon. And that's why it says in the word of God, as a man thinketh, so is what? So is he. So everything that we think about, it becomes an action. Your mind, more specifically, your thoughts affects your perception and therefore your interpretation of reality. And so Paul is going on and he's encouraging the church at Galatia to take hold of their thoughts, to take, in other words, control over their thoughts, to take authority over their thoughts. But you see, a lot of times we walk around and we say, woe is me, I'm dealing with this, I'm dealing with that. And literally, we're not taking control over our thoughts. And Paul is saying here, he's saying, listen, you have to choose to put on the new man. Just how you and I chose to wear what we're wearing today. My outfit looks killer. Thank you very much. Come on, somebody. I got a compliment from my girl over here. She told me, she's like, man, you have great style. I said, thank you so much. Praise the Lord. But listen, just how you and I put on that coat or just how you and I put on that shirt this morning or you put on your shoes, that was a choice to do. But why are we walking into church, come on, every single day not knowing what to put on? The body, the, the Bible says to put on the full armor of God. So that means I come ready. I come slinging with the word of God. Every single time I get out of my bed, I say, listen, I am a new man in Christ. The old man is passed away. I said, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I am more than a conqueror. I get up with a new attitude. I like the song, I got a new attitude. Hey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, somebody. But we put on the new self. And it's 12 o'clock. It's 12 o'clock. This is how it gets. It gets a little rowdy at 12 o'clock. But I love it. But listen, Paul is saying, put on the new self. If we're not going to live according to our flesh and our worldly desires, we have to choose to put on the new self. He also says in Galatians 5, 17 to 21, for the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. And then Paul goes on to list all the things that our flesh want to do. He said, the acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live in this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Our thoughts precede our actions and our actions determine our future. Everybody shout with me number two. We have to choose an alternative in how we think. We have to choose an alternative in how we think. Second Corinthians 10, three through six, it says this. For although we live in the flesh, We do not wage war 
according to the flesh. I really want you guys to get this scripture. We don't wage war according to the flesh. Since the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but are powerful through God for the demolition of strongholds, we demolish arguments and every proud thing that is raised up against the knowledge of God. And we take what? Every thought captive to obey Christ. And I want to stop right there because I used to hear this scripture all the time growing up in my home. My mama used to say, I'd be like, man, I'm tired. I'm hungry. She'd be like, take that thought captive. <laughs> like all these things. I'm like, mom, what does that mean? I'm just tired. I need to go sleep. I don't need to take it captive. I got to go to bed. I got to go to bed early. But she'd be like, take that thought captive. But I believe that there was power in that moment. Because if I choose to take a thought captive, then I'm freeing and aligning it with the will of God. Picture this. So every thought that comes into your mind, all 70,000 of them, which is stressful. So stressful. I read that. I was like, man, I don't wonder why I'm stressed. I'm thinking this. I'm thinking that. 70,000 thoughts. But this is the beautiful thing about the word of God. If I choose to have a thought, say I have a thought of anxiety or I have a thought of fear. I have to take that thought captive. And to take something captive, I have to grab a hold of it. And once I grab a hold of it, then I submit it and align it to God's will. So say if I have a thought about fear. It says in the word of God that there is no fear in love. That perfect love casts out fear. But a lot of times, we as Christians, we want to take a thought captive, but we don't want to vocalize the thought. We want to hold on to this thought and say, okay, I'm just going to keep that in my mind, in my heart. You know what? The beautiful thing about me sitting in my counselor's office is I, I just literally let him know every single thought that I had. Boom, 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 boom. And he also said that there is power when you bring it to the light. So we, we take it captive by not just holding on to it in our minds. We take it captive by first vocalizing it so we can bring it to the light. Vocalizing our fear. Vocalizing our shame. Vocalizing our guilt. Vocalizing our depression. And we bring it to the light. We take it captive. And then we submit it and align it with God's word. But you know, a lot of times we don't want to submit it because that's the hard work. Think about it. If I had to submit every thought, it says to submit every thought to the will and purpose of God. 70,000 thoughts. I'm telling you, this is the word. This ain't me. This ain't me telling you this. This is the word of God. Every thought. It says take every thought. It doesn't say take some thoughts, the thoughts that you want to take. It says take every thought captive to obey Christ. So when I take every thought captive, I am now operating in the spirit. I'm not operating in my flesh. When I take every thought captive, I'm now saying, Lord, this is your word. I'm going to take this thought captive. I'm going to vocalize it. Now you got to change me and redirect me. Choosing an alternative in our thoughts. And so we have to align our thoughts and submit it to the will of God. In order for us to crucify our flesh, our crucifying our flesh, that's not like 
We're not going to be on a cross like Jesus crucifying our flesh. That's not what he means. What he means by that, he's, he's literally saying you have the ability to align your thoughts with the spirit of the living God. Why? Because he said that he was sent a greater comforter, and that is the Holy Spirit. So when we come into this walk with God, when we come into this identity in Christ, we're now walking in the spirit, so we now don't fulfill the lusts of our flesh. So when I take every thought captive, I am now operating in the spirit. A lot of us think this is a spooky thing, like, whoa, the Spirit of God. But really what it is, really what he's saying is that you just have to take the thought captive. And by taking it captive, I'm obeying what God is telling me to do. And so when I alter the way that I think, I'm choosing to submit that thought to the altar. And I think a lot of times we want to alter the way we think without first laying it at the altar. A-L-T-E-R, A-L-T-A-R. We want to alter the way that we think, but what Christ is saying here, that even when you alter the way that you think, you have to position yourself to lay it at the altar. There's two parts here. When I have a thought, I submit it to the will of God. And I take control over that thought. Control, alt, delete. I control that thought by taking it captive. And then I alter the decision by bringing it and aligning it with the word of God. Those are two parts but I think a lot of times we want to hold on to our thoughts. We want to hold on. And I don't know why. Why would we go around walking this way? Why would we want to go around walking and feeling depressed and feeling fear and feeling anxiety and feeling frustration and feeling all these different things when God is saying, listen, you have the Holy Spirit living and abiding on the inside of you. You have the truth of who he is living and residing on the inside of you, So you have the power. Come on, somebody. We have the power living on the inside of us to alter our future, to change and direct our course. And I think a lot of times we think about laying our fleshly desires at the altar and saying, Lord, I don't want to lust anymore. And we do all these different things and we lay those things at the altar. But I'm talking about everything. I'm talking about your frustrations in parenting. Lay it at the altar. I'm talking about your frustrations in your marriage. Lay it at the altar. Submit it to the will of God. I'm talking about all the things that you're dealing with, the peer pressure of life. Lay it at the altar. And the beautiful thing about laying it at the altar is when I choose to lay something down, it is my choice whether to pick it back up. When we choose to lay something at the altar, we have to literally... Lay it there and move away. Because at that point, after I've submitted it to the will of God, I'm on to the next thought. Then I have to submit this thought to the will of God. And I have to lay this thought at the altar. Over and over and over again. And so this is the beautiful thing about 
operating in our spirit is that you and I, we have the choice to do this every single day. It is a choice to get up and say, today, I'm going to be led by the Spirit of God. Listen, John 14, 17, one of my favorite scriptures. They don't even have it on the screen. John 14, 17 says this. The Spirit of the world doesn't know him. But you and I, we know him. What is he talking about? He's talking about the Spirit of God that is living on the inside of you and that you know him. To know somebody, you have to become intimate with that person. And so I know the Holy Spirit. When I walk and when I preach and when I teach, I operate in such a way of knowing the Holy Spirit. When I submit my thought, I say, I know the Holy Spirit. I know what's in this word of God. I know if I'm dealing with fear. I know if I'm dealing with anxiety. I know if I'm dealing with condemnation and say in Romans 8 that there is therefore no condemnation in who, with people that are in Christ. I operate in that knowing. I operate in the Spirit. John 14, 17 says, you know him. And I think a lot of times we think we have to be in church for years to know him. I think the church has done a disservice in the body of Christ. And we walk in here and we say, well, that person's been a Christian for 25 years. Listen, that person, it doesn't matter how long they've been a Christian. They might be on the same level as you. And we walk in here with this perception, wow, that person's been a Christian for so long. But listen, once you come in to know who your Savior is, you are close to him already. It is up to you to open up your mind and open up your heart and allow the Holy Spirit to take control. Everybody shout with me number three. This is the third truth that I really want you guys to grab a hold of. It is this. We have to delete the old way and embrace the new. We have to delete the old way and embrace the new. You see, we can't give breath to something that Christ deemed as dead. The problem is we try to satisfy the temporary rather than committing the long-term. And when I say you have to delete the old way, literally like on your computer, the reason why I titled this message Control-Alt-Delete because I didn't ever want you guys to forget it. Because when temptation comes, when your flesh wants to creep up, with whatever happens, you're going to say, no, 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 no. Pastor Andrew said, control, alt, delete. When my past tries to come over me, and we all have a past, I say, no, 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 no. Control, alt, delete. And as I was studying this out, literally, for Mac users and Windows users, bless your heart, I studied both out because there's two spectrums here. I didn't want there to be any divide. <laughs> it says when you hit these functions, this is what happens. These specific key combination enables a user to terminate an unresponsive application. When all three keys are pressed at the same time, the task manager utility is launch, which displays all open applications. It also enables the user to shut down the computer. And so when we choose to press control, alt, delete, literally everything pops up. So our mind, 70,000 thoughts of shame, fear, guilt, anxiety, worry, all these things just pop up, boom, 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 boom. But you know what? 
We have the ability in Christ to say, no, 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 no. I'm going to use all three functions in this situation. I'm going to use all three functions. I'm going to say control. I'm going to take control over my thoughts. I'm going to alter the way that I live. And I'm going to put to death my past. Control, alt, delete. Control, alt, delete. Listen, when you're feeling frustrated, control, alt, delete. When you have fear, control, alt, delete. When you're feeling anxiety or anxious, control, alt, delete. Listen, I believe if the body can get a hold of this, I believe that if we can grab a hold of what God is saying in Galatians, of what Paul is saying, that it's no longer I who lives, but it is Christ who is working in me, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. It is no longer I who lives. I'm submitting my will to the purpose and the will of God. And listen, the beautiful thing about submitting to the will of God is you don't know the best thing. We think we know. We think we know how we want our lives to pan out. We think we know how we want our lives to direct us. But listen, you don't know the best. God sees the end from the beginning and everything in between. But we have to allow ourselves and say, Lord, it is no longer I who lives. It's not me who's living in this relationship, but it is Christ who's working in me. So I can love my wife, how you've called me to love her. It is not me who is parenting, but it's the Spirit of God who lives in me. So I can parent my children to be bold children, to follow Jesus. It is no longer me put to death the things of the past. Man, and I believe if we can get a hold of this, if we can walk into this place, come on, with some boldness, if we can walk into this place slinging the sword of the Spirit, if we can walk in this place putting on the breastplate of righteousness, if we can walk in this place, we can be all that God has called us to be. Control, alt, delete. And the beautiful thing about it, if I choose to do those three things, I shut it down. Come on, I shut my flesh down. I shut it down. And a lot of us need to shut it down. Come on, shut it down. Shut down the fear. Shut it down. Control, alt, delete. Shut it down. And be everything that God has called you to be. Come on, I believe that this church is going to walk into a new freedom. I believe that as we have presence and encounter, that lives are going to change. I believe that doors are going to open, jobs are going to open in your life. I believe that. I'm declaring that 2021, come on, 2020 may have sucked, but you know what? I'm going to control, I'll delete 2020, baby. And I'm going to walk into 2021 with a greater purpose and a greater anointing. Come on, somebody. Man, we love you guys. Online, we love you guys. Everything that we do here at the well, we do from a place of knowing the Spirit of God. And I don't know your background, I don't know your space, I don't know what you've been going through in your life. But I'm here to tell you today that God sees you. Every single one of you. 
whether you're in this building or you're watching online, God sees you. He knows you. And like Rachel was saying, He formed you together. He knitted you on purpose. And the beautiful thing about the Word of God that we have people in this Word that are examples of how to live out our life. Because I think a lot of times we think that this is impossible. But the beautiful thing about it, it says that with God, what? All. All things are possible. So we can face everything. But it has to be with the Word of God. We can go through storms, which we will, but it has to be with the Word of God. We can go through life and have all these things come against us, but it has to be with the Word of God. And so I believe that you guys aren't here on accident. That God's called you here, He's purposed you here, He's placed you here. Even in 2020, guess what? He chose you. He chose you. He chose you to bring Jesus to your family. He chose you to bring Jesus to your friends. He chose you to be here in this time and in this hour, knowing that you can conquer your flesh, knowing that if he is for you, that there is nothing that can stand against you, knowing that he's done a good work in you, that he's perfecting you every single day. So I want to encourage you that you can do this. Come on. You can keep it dead. Everybody shout, keep it dead. You can keep it dead no matter what you're going through in your life. And as we close with every head bowed and every eye closed in this moment.